Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today, we've got a crazy story of revenge against an evil stepdad. Our first story of the day is from Kveldsen, Evil Stepfather. When I was 15, my mom started dating a man she met on a dating website. I didn't like him the first time I met him, and two months later, he moved into the house. About three weeks after he moved in, he took my skateboards, self-built halfpipe, ramps, BMX bike, ice hockey gear, and many other things to the dump one day when I was at school. He said he did this because he didn't want all of my crap cluttering up his garage. Maybe two months later, he punched me in the stomach for the first time because I got up from the dinner table without asking to be excused. From there, it's collated into full-fledged beatdowns for the smallest perceived slight to his authority. One day, he decided to take my extensive Pokemon card collection, even more extensive comic book collection, my Game Boy and PS2 with all the assorted games, and my fantasy and sci-fi book collection, and got rid of it because 15-year-old boys should be playing football and baseball, not being an F-word or a nerd playing with Pokemon cards and reading comics and books. I would like to add that he was a middle school teacher and in his off time refereed and umpired local middle and high school sports games. My mom never intervened and in fact acquiesced when he demanded that she stop giving me lunch money because the little crap will just spend it on comics and other gay stuff. One day I took maybe $3 in change out of his change jar so that I can buy a slice of pizza and some fruit during lunch at school because I was tired of being hungry. My twin sister was always a bit of a jerk and frequently blackmailed me into doing her chores from a young age. I was fed up and refused to do something, so she told him what I had done. This man actually called the police and pressed a larceny charge against me, and once the police had left, beat me senseless. At that point I ran away. When the cops found me and returned me to my home, I found out that he'd been trying to talk my mom into sending me away to military school or something of that nature. I ran away again, and between having run away several times and the larceny charge, ended up turning 16 in juvenile detention. I spent the next couple of years miserable and afraid, frequently contemplating ending things. Once I left home, I didn't speak to my mom for several years. We eventually reconciled, and by that point they had married. I was a lot bigger than I'd been as a young teenager, and had gotten into weightlifting so he no longer acted like he was going to punch me to make me flinch, much less actually hit me, and we basically avoided each other for the most part. My mother found out that she had stage 4 cancer, and no longer wanted to waste any of the time she had left with him, so she had a lawyer draft up a separation agreement whereby he would receive a set amount of money upon separation, and would have 45 days to retrieve his belongings from the house. He had spent his entire inheritance in six months and then they had to sell his mother's house that he grew up in in order to settle his debts shortly before they started dating. Oh, and my mother bought the house back from the bank before they married. She allowed him to keep the house and he moved back into his mother's house. 
My mother passed away about nine months after their separation, and despite the agreement, had been allowing him to come and get his stuff piecemeal. I put an immediate end to that. I sold his baseball card collection, around $14,000, and his autographed sports memorabilia, roughly $11,000, and also sold all of his woodworking equipment along with several finished pieces of furniture that he had made. $6,500 I think. I kept his mother's engagement ring, platinum band, three diamonds, roughly two carats, wedding band, his coin collection, I also collect coins, and some tools and other odds and ends. Around a month ago, I ran into him at the grocery store. I told him what I'd done as he was punching his card out towards his car and he took a swing at me multiple times. Several of these punches missed and the ones that did connect, they didn't have much effect because he's nowhere near as strong as he was 20 years ago in his 40s and I no longer a skinny little 15 year old. He continued to try to punch me as I called 911 and was actively ramming his grocery cart into my new Toyota as the police officers pulled into the parking lot. He was arrested for assault, communicating threats, and destruction of property. As a result, he lost his job and pension at the local middle school. And because he never learned how to save money while married to my somewhat wealthy mother, ended up having to sell his mother's house because he hired an expensive lawyer thinking he could somehow beat the charges. My nephew, who was on the football team, made it well known to his friends that he not only had just been arrested and convicted of assault as well as other charges, but that he'd also beat me as a child, causing several parents to call for him to resign from refereeing and umpiring for local sports games. My niece and my girlfriend's much younger sister are enrolled at the middle school where he worked, and say that not only was he universally disliked, but when he came up to the school to get his belongings, He made a big scene and ended up hysterically crying as he was leaving. At least that's what they've heard from the kids who were attending summer school at the time. His son, who he was equally abusive towards a child too, refused to take him in or help him out. So he ended up having to take a job as a cashier at Walmart so that he could afford the rent on his crappy little trailer in an absolutely awful neighborhood. Even though that Walmart is not the closest Walmart to my house, that's now the only place where I go grocery shopping or to purchase anything that I need. I purposely stand in line longer than I need just so that he can be the one who has the pleasure of ringing up my purchases. The first time I went through his line, he attempted to ring up multiple items more than one time to overcharge me, and when I called him on it, said that I was mistaken. I asked for a manager, and the manager believed him that it was an accident but he learned that he can't get away with that. The second time, I made sure to be as nice as possible and had to ask for a manager because he was overwhelmingly rude. The people behind me backed me up on that, and he got in some trouble for that. Every time I go there and step into line, I see him die a little bit inside. And it may be petty, but it gives me such satisfaction. Sometimes I'll say I'm paying with exact change, and as I'm about to hand him the money, I'll say, Oh, I didn't realize I had rare coin from his collection in my pocket. I guess I'll pay cash. I just sold his expensive ratcheting wrench set, so on Monday when he works again, I'm going to go buy my daughter one of their better above-ground pools. And as he's ringing it out, I'll tell him, I know that daughter is just going to love this pool. It's not like I would have ever used those expensive ratcheting wrenches anyway. Would you guys blame OP for showing up every so often to twist that knife deeper and deeper every single time? 
I mean, considering what OP grew up with, what OP experienced, all the things that this guy stole from OP, the countless ways they hurt OP all throughout their developmental years, is it a bad thing for OP to go and see their evil stepdad in this somewhat controlled environment and keep on pushing those buttons every single time? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our final story of the day is from Nope, Don't Care At All, Don't Be A Snitch, Witch. I'm going to start this by saying that unlike most people who post things like this, I'm not sorry. At all. I'm aware that what I did was, to put it mildly, evil, but honestly I don't care. Make of that what you will, I did what I did. This story occurs in the early 2000s in a large urban city that I'm going to decline to name. I was 17 at the time. I was a heroin addict. My addiction had consumed the entirety of my life. My mother threw me out of our apartment after I stole our rent money for the second time to pay my dealer. She did the right thing. Not going to argue about it. I was a crappy human, and in a way, I deserved the life I ended up leading thereafter. I'm still a crappy human, but at least I don't get high anymore. I ended up a prostitute, not an escort. I was the type of working girl you found on street corners, not in the phone book with a booking agent. It wasn't a fun job, and the guy I worked for was a jerk. But he kept me high more often than not, and didn't beat my butt too often, so as far as I was concerned, it was whatever. He had other girls besides me working for him. We'll call them Honey and Sugar. Honey was okay, she was a user like I was, and if I was short, she was always down to share a rinse or go in for a little extra to get me straight if I was feeling crappy and our daddy was in a bad mood and I didn't want to ask for an extra hit. I liked her and so I never minded working with her. She also knew how to keep her mouth shut which was something I appreciated. Sugar on the other hand was another story. This freaking witch, anything she heard she went right back to daddy's ear. Anything she saw got reported on. Kept something if you got a tip so you could buy some condoms or a candy bar? She's snitching. Spent a little extra time with a date? That mouth would run. The witch would never shut up, and Honey and I hated her for it. The crazy thing was that it didn't win her points with our daddy either. He didn't like any of that stuff any more than we did. He knew we did minor stuff, and as long as we weren't screwing with his money, he didn't give a darn about five bucks here or there because it meant we weren't asking him for stuff. But if she brought it to his attention, he had no choice but to do something about it. It got old fast. She was weird too. Even though she did all that stuff, she still somehow thought that we were all friends. Like she'd snitch and I'd get my butt beat and then the next day she'd act buddy-buddy like she thought I just forgot what she did now that it was all said and done. She had the freaking audacity to be hurt when I didn't want to work with her and that Honey and I would get quiet and ignore her if we had to be around each other. It was crazy. So yeah, safe to say I had a problem with her and I was waiting for a chance to screw her over royally. The opportunity came on a slow night. It was about 1am and it was pissing rain. I was tired. I'd been out since 9 and I'd only had one date, so I was sweating going home with a light take when this car rolls up. Nice car, a bit dated, but still nicer than most of the ones rolling around in the area, so I perked up. Window goes down and it's an older dude in his 50s. He had this super dark hair that I automatically knew came out of a box because his mustache was salt and pepper and the whole car smelled weirdly like mint 
I didn't care. I needed the money, so I got in. He wanted full service, which was $100 in my pocket, which would be enough that I could call it a night and go home and my daddy wouldn't be too crappy about it. He'd be crappy because it's still a light bag, but I'd get my hit and I could go the freak to sleep and not be sick. Dude drives us to the back of this shut down bodega and I was ready to just get it done, so I was down. He and I moved to the back seat and he handed me my money and I looked down to stuff it in my bra and then I started pulling up my skirt. I only took my eyes off him for half a second, but all of a sudden the dude grabbed me by the throat with both hands and started squeezing. The funny thing is that I wasn't even surprised. I seriously considered just not fighting, just letting it happen. I was miserable. My life was crap and it wasn't like anybody would miss me. Would it be so bad? It wouldn't really be me ending things which meant I wouldn't go to heck, raised Catholic. I see the irony in my thinking now, believe me. Prostitution and drug use? Okay. Ending things? Heck nah. Religion is a heck of a drug, kids. Just say no. In the end, I fought back. He had me halfway up against the door, so I pretended to be out and went limp. And he let go of my throat, to get his fly down, I guess. And while he leaned back off of me, I pulled my leg up and kicked him in the balls and then reached behind me and went for the door handle. It wasn't locked and I ended up on the ground on my butt. I got up and booked it down the street as fast as I could. Lost both my shoes in the process because no way was I trying to run in heels. Good news? I still had the money. My neck was bruised to freaking back, but it wasn't long before I was too high to care. Life went on, new day, same BS. Two months later, when it was in the middle of summer, me and Sugar were out together. Honey already had a date and I'd just come back from one, so I was making use of an alley for a bit of a cleanup. Sugar was standing on the sidewalk waiting, and then what do I see rolling down the road? The nice sedan. It slowed down and I knew it was him. Same guy, same car, and Sugar was gonna take the date. The same date that almost killed me. He hadn't seen me where I was wiping myself off behind the dumpster, but I saw him. I could have said something. I could have yelled at Sugar and told her about the guy, but I didn't. I didn't say a word. I watched her get in that car, and I watched the taillights fade out into the distance, and I already knew Sugar wasn't going to be coming home that night. My witch, tell daddy some crap now. She didn't have a clue what she'd just gotten herself into either. See, I told Honey about the guy as soon as I got back. Told her how he looked and what car he drove and about how he smelled, so she wouldn't get in with the same psycho I did by accident. But I'd never warned Sugar. Maybe in the back of my mind, I was hoping that I'd have the opportunity to do what I did. Sugar didn't come back that night, or any other in the next year I worked. I only saw the car one more time, driving slow down the street to look at who was out. I waved and blew him a kiss. He did me a favor after all, so no hard feelings about the whole strangling thing. I sure as crap wasn't getting in his car again, but I wasn't mad about it. He looked so confused that he actually looked like he was going to stop for a minute, but I guess he thought the better of it because he sped up and kept going. I never saw him or that car again. Not too long after that, I got arrested, which led to me actually getting clean and getting my stuff together. Never told anybody about what I did that night until now. Never told the cops about him either because A. I was doing my own dirt and B. As long as Honey wasn't getting in his car, I didn't give a freak who else he picked up. Still don't. Not my problem. 
No idea what happened to Sugar after she got in the car that night. I never heard anything about her again, and neither did anybody else that I know of. No body ever showed up either, so it's not 100% certain that he killed her? But I think he did. I know he was planning on killing me that night. It explains why he didn't complain about the fact that I told him money first. He just handed it over, no argument. No half now and half when I get off. He figured he'd just get it back when he was done. Not like I was gonna need it anymore. Joke's on him. I got away and I didn't have to screw him. Sometimes everybody wins. Except Sugar, that is. Because screw her. This is definitely one of those stories that after I'm done reading it, I'm kind of left without words. This is one of those stories where you really have an unfiltered, uncensored view of a window into somebody else's life that you've most likely never had any kind of first person account for. And hearing a story like this from the first person where you can put yourself in that situation in your mind, it just sometimes leaves you without words. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another revenge story that was even more insane than the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time for some more stories. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.